شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد We left off where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says لولا الرأى برحان ربه لولا we said is حرف شرط غير جازم The an in there is a fi'il what comes after it is fi ta'wili mazdarin fi mahalli raf'in mubtada'in khabaruhu mahdhufun which will become mawjud ay lawla arra'a burhana rabbihi wa huwa ma ma'ahu min al-ilm wal-imani wal-huda al-mujibu litakwallahi wal-bu'di kulli al-bu'di amma harram Allah if nabiyullahi yusuf was not to see burhana rabbihi now the scholars they discussed amongst themselves what is this burhan that nabiullah yusuf alayhi salam saw what was it there are aqwal there are views regarding what is meant by the burhan uh, ibn kathir rahimahullah mentioned it he says um wa amma al-burhan alladhi ra'ahu fa fihi aqwalun the Burhan that Nabiullah Yusuf saw, the Burhan that Nabiullah Yusuf saw, there are there are many. I mean, there are many views regarding it. Abdullah ibn Abbas, Mujahid ibn Jabrin, and Sa'id ibn Jubayrin, and Muhammad ibn Sirina, and Al-Hassan al-Basriyu, and Qatada, and Abi Salih, and Al-Dahak, and Muhammad ibn Ishaqi, and other than them, they said, Ra'a surat abihi. عليه السلام عاضا على أصبعه بفمه. They all said those imams. They said that he saw his father Yaqub عليه السلام. He saw his father Yaqub عليه السلام, and Yaqub was biting his finger. Okay, and that's the burhan he saw. نبي الله يوسف عليه السلام. وَقِيلَ عَنْهُ فِي رِوَايَةٍ Another riwayah was mentioned that, he, that they said فَضَرَبَ فِي صَدْرِ يُوسُفَ And he hit Yusuf on his chest. Um, Ibn Abbas also said another view which is رَأَى خَيَالَ الْمَلِكِ He saw the image of a king, of, of an angel, of an angel, sorry. Uh, no, sorry, of the Sayyid, Sayyid, sorry, the Sayyid, the, the leader, the Aziz. Okay, the husband of the uh, the woman. Also, uh, another group of scholars they said the Burhan in which he saw was three ayats from the Book of Allah. Three ayats from the Book of Allah, which were "Wa inna alaykum, wa inna alaykum lahafidhinya, wa ma takunu fi shani." Number two, "Ya afman huwa qaimun ala kulli nafsin bima kasabatya." Some scholars added a fourth one on it, which is Wala Taqrabu Zina. Ibn Jarir al-Tabari, when he brought all of those views, he says, Wa sawabu an yuqala. 
the strongest opinion in all of this is that he saw the sign of Allah that he saw the sign of Allah يعقوب, it could possibly be Ya'qub, his father. It's possible that it could have been the image of the Sayyid. It could also be possible that he saw those, those verses. Then he said, But there's no proof to restrict one of those. And the strongest opinion is to say as Allah said. Allah kept it unrestricted and it's correct to leave it unrestricted. Ibn Jarir al-Tabari, that's what he said. That's the truth, inshallah ta'ala. So, we say he saw a hujjah, a proof from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever it may be. Allah then says, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, kadalika. The kaf in kadalika is called kafu tashbih. Kafu tashbih. Um, and this kadalika, the kaf is kafu tashbih. Dalika is ishara, right? Dalika is ishara. Something is, is, is being pointed towards something. Uh, it's an ishara. And an ishara over what? What is it an ishara of? It's an ishara. Uh, of لرؤيته برهان ربي the fact that he saw the hujja uh, and the proof of his lord okay the lam in linasrifana is lam ta'lil like that we showed you Allah is saying the hujja from your lord لأجلي for what reason the lam is lam ta'lil right لأجلي so you could turn away from two things. So it can divert you from two things. Okay. Um, what does as-su'a mean? As-su'a means al-amal al-qabih al-munkar. And al-fahsha is ma fahusha wa tanaha qubhuhu fi shar'i wa urifa al-muslimuna. As-su'an al-fahsha, both of them means evil, and corrupt, and despicable. But what does it, what does it actually mean here? Uh, Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, he says al-su'a is obsession, and al-fahsha is zina. That's what he said. Okay? Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah. He said as-su'a is... Uh, and it's powerful because Ibn al-Qayyim looked at this deeply because these are the two things that are very strong uh, in humans. They get connected to the person and then after that, they become vulnerable and weak for the individual. Okay? So as-su'a is al-ishq and then al-fahsha is al-zina. Allah diverted him from it. Ibn al-Qayyim went on to say, وَهُوَ صَرْفُ دَوَاعِ الْقَلْبِ Allah diverted from Nabi Yusuf's heart that caller in the heart that calls towards these things. And also Allah Ta'ala also diverted Nabi Yusuf from the execution, executing that, that feeling that's يعني, reverberating in his heart. Why? 
The reason is because The reason is because He is Nabiullahi Yusuf Min المخلصين. He is From our slaves Who are sincere Now there's a There's a recitation that uh, Hamza And uh, And Kisai And Asim And Nafi' And Abu Ja'far, they recited it as They place a fatha on the lamb. Okay? Hamza and Al-Kisai and Asim. Yani we, our recitation is Asim, right? That's how we read it as. Asim's two students, Hafs and Shu'ba. We read it with Hafs, right? So, um, the recitation of uh, Allah al-Musta'an um, Hamza and Kisai and Asim and Nafi and Abu Ja'far is Mukhlasina. That's how they they, they read Mukh a Mukhlasina. Um, Lakin the other remaining reciters they read it as Mukhlasina by placing a kasra on the lamb. Mukhlasina, Mukhlasina. Okay. Mukhlisina. Walidalika Shatibiyu he says, Wafi kafa fathulami fi mukhlisan tawa, wafil mukhlisin al kulil hisnun tajamala. Yani Mukhlasina, when you say it like that, it becomes ismu maf'ul. Ismu maf'ul, the meaning then becomes. A, um, the one, يعني, the one Allah wa Taala made him sincere, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala chose him, and Allah selected and picked him and purified him, and made him infallible. Sorry, made him fallible in this instance. Okay, that's when you say ismu maf'ul. Like, if it's mukhlasina, which is ismu fa'il. It means the one who he became sincere for Allah. Okay? And he came with the quality of sincerity in his religion. Okay? Um, and as you could see, the meaning al-mukhlasina, which Hamza and Kisa'i and Asim and Nafi' and Abu Ja'far recited, is more stronger. Is more stronger in, in, in terms of meaning. But both are read from the Prophet He then... Um, and that's the view Ibn Kathir chooses when he says Ibn Kathir and he says Yusuf is from those who Allah chose subhanahu wa ta'ala and selected and picked now brothers and sisters this is the this is was one of the arguments that uh, Ibn Muhammad al-Amin al-Shanqiyatiyu fought deeply to say that Yusuf alayhi salam never did zina. Are we all together brothers and sisters? That Yusuf alayhi salam didn't even desire to do anything with this woman. And nothing came to his heart. One of the arguments that Muhammad al-Amin al-Shanqiyatiyu used was this particular ayah, uh, the last part, min He was from our sincere يعني, uh, slaves of ours. And how did he connect that? Ibn Muhammad al-Amin al-Shanqiyatiyu, he says, 
Iblis, who no one is worse than Iblis, the worst man, Iblis, he admitted that he won't be able to misguide an individual who comes with sincerity. Iblis says, Iblis said that, okay, that I won't be able to misguide those who are sincere. And Nabila Yusuf, in this ayah, Allah had told us subhanahu wa ta'ala that he is what? That he is in min ibadina al-mukhlasin. So Muhammad al-Amin al-Shanqitiyu, he's saying, Iblis has stopped at this point of not saying that he, yani saying that he will not misguide uh, and, and, and place astray an individual who's come with sincerity. And then you guys are coming and saying that, oh no, uh, Shaytan was able to place that desire uh, into the heart of Nabila Yusuf alayhi salam. وَلِذَلِكَ Muhammad al-Amin al-Shanqiti transmits the kalam of Fakhruddin al-Razi. He transmits the kalam of Fakhruddin al-Razi. Let's read what Fakhruddin al-Razi said here. Fakhruddin al-Razi, he says, هَأُولَاءِ الْجُهَالُ These ignorant individuals الَّذِينَ نَسَبُوا إِلَى يُوسُفَ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامُ هَذِهِ الْفَضِيحَةِ who attributed to Nabi Allah Yusuf this filthy thing, in kanu min Allahi Ta'ala, if they are followers of the religion of Allah, فَلْيَقْبَلُوا شَهَادَةَ اللَّهِ Ta'ala عَلَىٰ طَهَرَتِي They should accept, okay, the testimony of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala uh, on uh, Yusuf alayhi salam, that he's a pure individual. وَإِنْ كَانُوا مِنْ أَتْبَاعِ إِبْلِيسَ But if they are followers of Iblis, وَجُنُودِهِ and his soldiers, then at least accept Hata, the testimony of Iblis, because even Iblis admitted that he couldn't misguide those who are uh, lacking of sincerity. They, these people might even say, he said, Fakhruddin Razi saying this, At the beginning, we used to be from the students of Iblis. We used to be from the students of Iblis, and we used to listen to what he had to say. But now we are greater and more stronger than Iblis, that we have ways of misguiding better than Iblis. As Al-Khawarizmi said, A poet said, Fakhruddin Razi saying, a poet said, I used to be a soldier of the soldiers of Iblis. As time went on, I went at the top of the ladder. I reached the highest level. Until Iblis became my soldiers. If Iblis was to die before me, I would perfect misguiding people better than him after him. And if Iblis was to live after me, the paths that I would misguide other people, he wouldn't be able to do it after me. This is what Fakhruddin al-Razi said. And I already mentioned that there are a few of scholars already had this view. So Fakhruddin al-Razi is not using good manners with some of the Salaf al-Salih, hatta some of the Sahabas who mentioned this view, referring to them as Ha'ula al-Juhal and saying that they are Iblis, they are min atba'i Iblis wa junudihi. وَلِذَلِكَ أَمِينَ الشَّنْقِيطِي refutes Fakhruddin al-Razi and he says to, after that, he said, فَثَبَتَ بِهَذِهِ الدَّلَائِلِ أَنَّ يُوسُفَ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامُ بَرِئٌ مِمَّا يَقُولُ هَأُولَاءِ الْجُهَالِ That's the statement of Fakhruddin al-Razi, sorry. 
Amin al-Shanqitiyu, he said, It's apparent, it's clear that there's bad manners here on behalf of Fakhruddin al-Razi. There's bad manners on the side of who? Fakhruddin al-Razi. In what he is saying about the Sahabas and the Tabi'een and the Atba'u al-Tabi'een who said this view. Then Amin al-Shanqitiyu gives, gives an excuse for Fakhruddin al-Razi. He says, the excuse of Fakhruddin al-Razi is في ذلك هو اعتقاده Fakhruddin al-Razi believes أن ذلك لم يثبت عن أحد من السلف الصالح Fakhruddin al-Razi believes that this was not transmitted from any of the salaf al-Salih who held this opinion He believes this opinion is held by corrupted people not the salaf al-Salih Okay على كل حال على كل حال That which I wanted to take from it here is that even Iblis admits that he could not misguide uh, those who are sincere. And it's a quality that's very powerful, which is, once you reach that level, Allah is protecting you. You're in the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah protect us subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah then says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, that's, they both Nabiullah um, Yusuf and the woman, both of them, they what? They ran. Both of them. Istabaqahiya means tasabaqa. They raced. They ran. They charged. They hastened, both of them, towards the door. Yusuf has a motive and the woman has another motive. The motive of Yusuf is al-firar. He's running away from her. He's running away from this act that she's calling him to. He's running away from this fitna, this trial and tribulation, this turbulence that she wants to yani, bring about. Her on the other side who's running, she's running for something else. She's trying to force Nabilah Yusuf and bring him back to uh, her demand and her request so she can fulfill her desires with him. And here what we say, brothers and sisters, is a benefit is Both of them share an action, but the motive is different. And only Allah sees people's hearts. Both of them are running, but one is running for one reason and the other one's running for another reason. And that's how the humans are today in this world. Someone is praying and another one is praying, but their qulub is different. Yeah? Sah? Another one is doing this and another one is doing this. The two intents in their hearts are different. Okay. And the one who knows alamul ghuyub, the one who knows the one that knows what's in the chest is Allah and that's what Allah is going to bring about that's what Allah said in the Quran the day when the secrets the things that were hidden in the chests will be brought out into the open Allah says means she reached him and she grabbed she grabbed his t 
t-shirt or a shirt and she grabbed it from what Minduburin here means behind because Yusuf is in front of her so she grabbed him from behind um, because he was running away he was running away from her and he was charging from her and she dragged him she pulled him back with strength okay and so she ripped it it's even mentioned by some of the scholars that she pulled him so hard that he fell on the ground and that Yusuf got up and he ran again but she dragged him she pulled him Nabila Yusuf alayhi salam he fell down and when he fell down he got up again and he ran it was mentioned um وألف يا سيدها لدى الباب وألف يا سيدها لدى الباب means they found wajada both of them they found the master the husband of this woman عند الباب قادما he was at the door coming towards it so Yusuf is running the woman is right behind him she's dragging him and the the husband is actually not at the door. He's just at the door. So both of them, they found him at the door. Now look at the trick. Look how she's playing a game now. So what she does was, she speaks first. That's it straight away. Let me say what I have to say first, and that's it. And some people, they, they, they think that's how it is. If you say it first, you're going to be... The one who's on the right and the other person is wrong. And the burden of proof is on the other person because he didn't speak first. So she spoke straight away. She said, She's asking a question. But as we're going to see, she's going to give the verdict as well. She's going to give the verdict. She said, She said, and this is straight away. What is the ruling? What is the uquba? What is the punishment? What is the recompense? Man arada the one who wants. Bi ahlika your family. The one who intends evil against your ahlika here, she means your wife. And what she's referring to specifically here is illegal sexual intercourse a man who wants to do zina with your wife what would you do now pay attention here okay pay attention there are people who do wrong and then after that play the victim you have to know that that it's not enough to uh, blame anybody judgment has to be done with justice and fairness has to be it has to be done with Justice and fairness. A woman is not always the victim. And a man is not always the perpetrator. And vice versa. The man is not always a victim. And always the, uh, the uh, uh, is not always the victim. And the woman is not always the perpetrator. Okay? We have to understand is things have to be looked at with justice. Abdul and Insaf. So she straight away, she says, what is the recompense? Man arada, the one who intended 
So here what we realize is that she's saying he intended evil with your family. And he didn't succeed, but he intended. He wanted to. Okay? Bi'ahlika, your family, su'an, evil. Yani su'an here, it means a zira, sexual intercourse, illegal sexual intercourse. Now, this is generally what a man would really get rageous and angry for, right? If your woman says all of this to you. Straight away, she gave a verdict. The verdict that she gave this was, she gave two verdicts. She said, these are the two ways that you should deal with him, no other way. In other words, what she's alluding to is that he's guilty. There's no discussion about that. This man is a criminal. He's, a, he's tried, intended, an evil design against your wife. This man, all he deserves is a punishment. The discussion should only be about that he's imprisoned. Or that he is lashed and that he is beaten. He's given a torment severely with painful beating. This is the discussion. Should we imprison him? Or should we uh, put him through a painful torment? Okay. Now look at this. This woman, she didn't ever want Yusuf to be killed. She didn't. She always thought that if he comes out and she gets another opportunity, that's what she was thinking. She was in no way, shape, or form in state of remorse. Nabila Yusuf imprisoned him or beat him, etc. As long as he lives and he's alive, she still has that, that uh, evil thought. Illa an yusjana. That he is put in prison, that should be the discussion. The discussion should not be whether he's innocent or guilty. That's definite, he's guilty. She's given that verdict already. The discussion should only be should he be prisoned or should he uh, be uh, put through a tormented, severe, severely, uh, should he be tormented severely with painful beating? Nabiullah Yusuf did not just stand around and look at her and Yusuf defended himself, alayhi salam. And he spoke the truth and he freed himself uh, of what she was accusing him of. And he declared the truth and he exonerated himself uh, from the betrayal that she accused him of. And he said, which is something hard for a man to accept both ways. The first one is that you, you cannot accuse a man's wife of, of trying to want to commit zina with you. This is all hard. Yusuf is not in the best position right now. Are we all together, brothers and sisters? Yusuf is not in the best position. Yusuf is not in the best position at this particular moment. This test was very... The reason I'm, tr I'm trying to allow you all, I'm trying to emphasize the way that this event is unfolding. It's important that you picture it and you understand it. Yusuf's wife, uh, Yusuf's uh, Sayyid, master, his wife is accusing him. That's number one. 
and she is spoken first. Number three, Yusuf's defense is an insult to who? To his master. The, the verdict that he gives, a man would see that as an insult. You think my wife is want, wanting to do haram with you? Are we all together, brothers and sisters? But look at Nabila Yusuf. With that being the case, and the, the benefit I want us to take from here is brothers and sisters, speak the truth even if it seems hard. Say the truth even if it's hard. Speak it even if all the odds are stacked against you. He said, She, your, your wife, She's the one who wanted to do haram with me. I am free from all of that. Here, here he means your wife. She's the one who wanted to do evil with me. And she wanted me to do haram with her. That's what Nabi Yusuf said. She sought to seduce me. So Nabiullah Yusuf is basically saying to the Sayyid, I didn't want to do it. I was running away. I had no desire for her. I had no want for her. She was the one who was trying to seduce me. The, the odds are stacked against Nabiullah Yusuf. So what happened? And they witness of her household bear witness. I'm a bull witness by saying what? If the shirt is torn from the front, then Yusuf wanted to do it with her. But if the shirt is ripped from the back, then it was Yusuf running away and she wanted to do the haram. She wanted to seduce him. Scholars generally use this reference, I mean, this verse as a, as, a, as, a, as a statement, where they say, when your own friend testifies against you, or one of your own bears witness against you, the scholars, they say, which is what? Someone from her household, that individual bore witness against her. Now pay attention here. The scholars, they differed. Who was this individual who bared witness? Who is it? Ibn Abbas, he said, it is, so there's two views in this issue. There are two views. Some scholars, they said it was a senior person. And this is a view that's attributed to Ibn Abbas. He said, it's Zu Lihyatin, a man with a bid. Uh, Muhammad ibn Ishaqin, he said, Inna kana rajulan. it was a man. Also, Mujahid ibn Jabrin said that as well. Ikrimah said that. Hassan al-Basri, Qatada, Suddi, all of them said uh, it was a man. Zayd ibn Aslam al-Suddi also said it was her own cousin. Ibn Abbas, he said, it's also min khafati malik, al-malik. It was also one of the, the close right-hand men of the king, uh, of the Sayyid, was the one that bears, 
يعني بور ويتنس اجينست ذات ام ذا لاست فيو از ذات ات واز انه كان صبيا ات واز ا تشايلد اند ذس فيو هاز بين ريتد فروم ابو هريره هلال بن يساف حسن البصري وسعيد بن جبير الضحاكي بن مزاحم and this is the view ibn jarir al-tabari chose and it was also transmitted from abdullah ibn abbas that abdullah ibn abbas and he said there are four that spoke as children in their cradle four spoke okay um and in there was what وشاهد يوسف وشاهد يوسف اوكي يعني شاهد يوسف هي از ذا ذا بيبي اوف ذا ذا يوسف عليه السلام تايم اوكي سو ذاتس ذا فيو ابن جرير اند اذر جريت سكولرز هاف بوشت ذات ذات واز ا بيبي ذات ذات واز ا بيبي وشهد شاهد من اهلها ان كان قميصه قد من قبل if his shirt is ripped شق من قدام من قدامه وامامه from the front فصدقت she has told the truth she has told the truth in what بانه هو that يوسف الذي اراد بها سوءا it was يوسف who wanted to do haram with her وهو من الكاذبين هيز لاير يوسف از لاين which is an emphasis on فصدق she told the truth and يوسف was lying okay وان كان قميصه if the shirt شق من خلفي وورائه is ripped from behind فكذبت she's lying in saying that يوسف عليه السلام tried to seduce her she's lying وهو من الصادقين ان يوسف عليه السلام is what from the truthful ones in his statement of saying he راودتني عن نفسي that she wanted to seduce me. He will be telling the truth in that issue. So what happened? When they looked at his shirt, that it was ripped from the uh, back. When they saw that the shirt was torn from the back, he said the, the husband, the qala here is referring to the uh, the uh, aziz he said to his wife sorry he said to yusuf uh, aziz as soon as the verdict came he said innahu min this is from your plottings and your plannings this is the plannings that you women come up with that's what he meant ay min sani'ikum nisa women this is your planning and plotting. It's your hidden deception that you come with. And then he followed it up by saying, Inna kayda kunna azim. Yani, inna kayda kunna. It means that your makar, your deception, is what? It's great. Your deception, it's very great. If you look at the Quran, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he spoke about the planning and the plotting and the deception of shaitan. And when Allah spoke about it, he spoke about it as though the shaitan's planning and his plotting is weak. Allah says subhanahu wa ta'ala, inna kayda shaytani kana, kana da'ifa. That the planning and the plotting and the deceptions of shaitan is very weak, Allah says. But when Allah mentioned here, the planning and the plotting of women, Allah mentioned it to be something very severe. He said, That your planning, your deception is very severe. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, why is it that the woman's, uh, their kaid is more stronger and heavier? And Allah referred to it as azim here. The reason is because Women are soft. And people, as humans, the individual who's soft, our hearts connect to our hearts connect to them and they affect us more than anything else and that's why a woman's tears hurts a man a woman's tears hurts them hurts a man whether he be a father and he sees his daughter crying yani straight away he would yeah, and he straight away take her side and start blaming the boys. All of you get out of the room. Why did you make her cry? The fair judgment will not come into place. That tears that come out of her eyes, it has more ta'thir. And by the way, I'm taking all this from the kalam of Mulqayim, rahimahullah. He said, The heart is connected to them. And they affect the heart so quickly. And people sympathize with them more. And that's why they surpass the men and they are stronger than the men in that regard. So if they take that soft side and they hide it under their deception, it could go through everybody. And then Ibn al-Qayyim brings the kalam of the Prophet وسلم, where the Prophet said, I haven't seen, the Prophet said, the Prophet said, I did not see uh, those who are deficient in their intellect, their reasoning, and religion that are able to sweep a man of great wisdom, a man who's so smart, a woman will come and she will just swipe him from his feet. How? Ibn al-Qayyim now explains that. Yani, some of the people, they look at this hadith and they say, mm, this hadith is, is problematic. Some people say that. But the hadith, to be honest, it puts men in a very tough position by saying that a man can be sweeped from his feet and yani, convinced by a, a woman. And this is what it is. The heart connects to them first. Like if a man and a wife complain, come running to you in a courtroom, the qadi generally is soft towards the woman. And the man is already seen as a, a abusive, manipulative, etc. Okay? It's seen like that. And they affect the heart faster than anything else. And because of that, they overcome men. This is the strength that women have over men. That they are able to persuade people. 
okay? They are. That's why Allah said, Inna kayda kunna adima. You, you're planning women and your, 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 your plots uh, is very, very strong. Shaitan, you can say, A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. He goes. But when you say to her, A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim, she's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. I'm still staying. So that's what happens. Allah then says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, by the way, this doesn't mean every woman we meet and every, no, I'm not saying that. Okay? No one's saying that. Okay? No one is saying that. Okay? No one is saying that. Uh, that all women are deceptive and they're liars and they're, they're, no, no one's saying that. Because our mother Aisha and our, yani, yani, ummahatul mu'mineen and righteous women were far greater than many of us, men and women alike. We never will be like our mother Aisha and our mother Khadija and Sauda bint Zam'a and the wives of the Prophet and the Sahabiyat who lived at that time will never be like them. No man after that. Wala ibn Taymi, wala ibn Al-Qayyim, wala Shafi'i, wala, wala, wala. None of them would be like our mother Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Take all of them together, they won't be equal to her. Radiallahu ta'ala anha, okay? Even that though, like in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a hadith, Salawatullahi wa salamun alayhi. He commanded Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha to command her father to lead the prayer. When the Prophet became sick and he was on his deathbed, he spoke to Aisha. The hadith can be found in Bukhari and Muslim. Ibn Majah and Tirmidhi also narrated it. Aisha radiallahu anha, she said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to her, Muru Aba Bakrin fal yusalli bin nas. Aisha, command. Uh, instruct your father to uh, lead the people in the prayer. So the Prophet told her this. I should go and uh, tell Abu Bakr and ask him to lead the people in prayer. Aisha responded and she said, فَقُلْتُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ O Messenger of Allah, إِنَّ أَبَا بَكْرٍ رَجُلٌ رَقِيقٌ إِذَا قَرَأَ الْقُرْآنَ لَا يَمْلِكُ دَمْعَهُ فَلَوْ أَمَرْتَ غَيْرَ أَبِي فَلَوْ أَمَرْتَ غَيْرَ أَبِي بَكْرٍ قالت والله ما بي إلا كراهة أن يتشاء من الناس بأول من يقوم في مقام رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قالت فراجعت مرتين أو ثلاثة فقال ليصلي بالناس أبو بكر فإن كنا صاحب يوسف عائشة said as soon as the prophet told her to ask Abu Bakr to lead the people in the prayer Aisha responded and she said oh message of Allah Abu Bakr is a, a man of tenderly feelings if Abu Bakr عنه, recites the Quran, he cannot help shedding tears. So it is better to command someone else to lead the people in prayer. By Allah, there is, not, there is nothing disturbing me and stopping me uh, from the idea other than the fact that the people are going to have an evil and they're going to take an evil omen with regards to Abu Bakr. They're going to say he is the first person to occupy uh, the place of the messenger وسلم, and they might not look at him in a good light so I tried to convince the prophet otherwise and I did it twice or three times and then the prophet وسلم, he said Aisha order Abu Bakr to lead the people in the prayer you are like those women who surrounded Yusuf السلام, Yusuf. you are uh, like those who had surrounded Yusuf alayhi salam. 
So Allah Taala here He says in Kayda Kunna Adim Yusufu Arid An Hada. When the Master said, when the, when the Sayyid said this, he said to his wife, "You planned this. You plotted this. It was a deception that you came with. Verily, your deception is great." After the Sayyid said that, he now turned towards Yusuf السلام, and he said to Yusuf, Yusuf, turn away from this woman. Turn away from this. Turn away from this woman. Ah. Um, what did he mean, turn away from it? He meant conceal what took place. Hide this. The verdict has come. Turn away from it. And also don't mention it to anyone. And then he looked at the, the, his wife and he said to her, Ask Allah for, for, for what? Forgiveness for your sins. Ask Allah forgiveness for your sins. Because you did two, two things which were bad. You wanted to do something haram with him. And then you lied about it. Ask Allah for forgiveness for what you did. Uh, um, ask Allah Taala uh, forgiveness. The scholars they mention, some of the ulama they mention, that her husband was a very soft man. Ibn uh, Kathir mentions it. He said, وَقَدْ كَانَ لَيِّنَ He was a person who was very soft. His personality was not feisty, the Sayyid. If he wanted to, right now he could have harmed Yusuf and could have just taken his wife's side and said, I'm not going to hear anyone's verdict. But he wanted to look into the issue. And after that, took Yusuf's side. And then after that, told his wife to ask for forgiveness. So scholars mentioned the reason why he did that. Some said because he was a soft individual. Yeah, and he open-minded individual that looked at things as it was and another view is that no he just saw yusuf alayhi salam it wasn't that he was a soft person but he looked at yusuf alayhi salam and he said that this is not easy for anyone to be patient from when he looked at yusuf alayhi salam that this is um, a man or individual yani, there's no one who can be patient from him and those two views, Ibn Kathir mentions it. The third view some scholars mentioned was that he was a man who didn't have much ghira. He was a man who didn't have much ghira. Yani, he was a man who didn't have much ghira. He wasn't a, a jealous type. Uh, you are, he's given his verdict to his wife now. You are from the, you are from the sinners. You are verily those who sinned. That's what you are. And the word khati'in is jam'u khati' um, and here he means sins. That's all that Aziz said to his wife. Okay? Benefits that we've taken so far, if you want to write the benefits, inshallah ta'ala. The benefit that we take is the Aziza, sorry, Imratul Aziz. And she wanted Yusuf for herself. And she exerted every effort to do it. The second we take is the dangers of a man and a woman being alone. 
when there is no mahram there, the dangers of it. Because this all happened, Yusuf being alone with her. Okay? And that doesn't mean that it was haram in that time. It could have been, it could have not been a ruling for them. Okay, there might be another ruling. But it shows us, Ummatul Muhammad, the dangers of a man and a woman being alone if they are too ajanib. And sometimes people think that this is only for the man because he might do something with the woman. Sometimes it's not only that. What about the woman's side? The fitna it could be for her. That's also something that needs to be taken into consideration. Looking at the usage of the ayah where Allah says in his house, in her house. Allah says in her house. And I mentioned why it was that was because he Allah was trying to say that this would show that Yusuf has to listen to her. And she, he, she, uh, Yusuf is living in her house. She's taking care of him. She's raising him. The benefits that we also take from it is the power of saying, A'udhu Billah. Nabila Yusuf, what did he say? He said, Ma'ad Allah. And this shows that the mu'min, the first thing that comes to his mouth when something bad is about to happen, is not God damn. No, nothing like that. It's ma'ad Allah, a'udhu billah. Some people, these types of things come out of their mouth. So what do you say? You say a'udhu billah, inna lillah, and words like that. Also the benefits that we take from it is, brothers and sisters, the concept of man sana'a ilaykum ma'roofan fakafi'u. If someone does something good for you, reward them. Reward them with good. Look at Yusuf alayhi salam when he said, Innahu Rabbi ahsana mathwai. This is my master. He took care of me. He gave me a good house, good shelter. How can I do this to him? If someone does good for you, brothers and sisters, don't repay them back in evil. Okay? Don't. Also, Oppressors will never, other benefit that we take from it is that an op oppressor and a person who's an oppressor will never find success. A valim will never find success. He will never find success. Um, also, another benefit that we take from it is Yusuf السلام, is the first to set an example for the hadith, the famous hadith of the seven who Allah is going to give them a shade the day when there is no shade. And in there is a what? وَرَجُلٌ دَعَتُهُمْ ذَاتُ مَنْصِبٍ وَجَمَالٍ A man who was called by a woman of station a woman of power a woman of influence a woman of ah uh, she's got something and the man refuse and she's beautiful and the man refuses her and says inni akhafullah i fear allah that man will be given a shade a day when there is no shade 
and sisters and brothers, I want you to focus on here. This is something that's hard for a man. It's hard for a man when a woman calls him and says to him, hey, Telek, for the man to say, Ma'adallah, or to say, Inni akhafullah. It's hard. But for a woman to say it, it's easier. She takes a lot of things into consideration. Am I going to have a child from wedlock? Would I, would I want to lose my virgin? Lacking the man, when he says no, in the Akhafullah is a high station. High station. That's why the hadith is talking to the men only, not the women here. Okay? The men uh, only. Also, knowledge and righteous actions it necessitates taqwa because nabiullah yusuf alayhi salam allah just mentioned before that that he was taught educated allah ta'ala what did he teach nabiullah yusuf he was taught knowledge knowledge was given to him and yusuf alayhi salam acted upon that knowledge when he said to the woman ma'adallah he acted upon that knowledge and because of that he attained taqwa or he attained ikhlas Allah chose him subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is what it is brothers and sisters in order to be saved at moments like this there has to be prior work work that you do before that self-restraint control over yourself training yourself and etc Allah then says subhanahu wa ta'ala this is not only to you it's everybody who comes with those qualities Allah will save them subhanahu wa ta'ala we also take the benefit of calling Rabb other than Allah Azza wa Jalla. That you can. Innahu Rabbi ahsanamat wa'i. You can, no problem. What we also take is the, um, the concept of judging between two people without having a preconceived notion. Or because they're my cousin, or because they're my brother or sister. You have to be fair when you judge between few, two people. You have to be fair. Don't just, just because someone listened, someone just first, because someone cried first or someone spoke first, it doesn't mean you listen to them. Dawood, as is mentioned in Surah to you, Surah to Saad, Dawood salam, when the woman, sorry, when the two people came to him, he only listened to one and he didn't listen to the other, other one. He only listened to one. He didn't hear what the other one had to say. And he gave the verdict straight away. And then he realized it was a test that he was being tested with. And so because someone comes to you and says to you, say, look, I will judge you guys when you're both present. Or you tell me your side of the story and I will hear the other side of the story as well. And then I'll take a, a, view, a stance on this issue. But I need to hear both sides. And it will take time for me to come to my final verdict. That's how a judge should be, okay? So, just because someone says, Straight away that their word is taken, no. Also, what we take from this story is that things can be based upon external, external evidences. Who's telling the truth or not? Islam is teaching us 
يعني detectives how they look at you know the the way that the door was broken يعني the way the hatch and this and that etc. Here قرائن were used القرائن يعني external factors يعني signs huh that could يعني show who was who was the person who did the crime okay when things are very unclear and here it was the shirt the shirt um good also what we take from the ayat is that um what did allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say allah tabarak wa ta'ala he says allah says in kana qamisuhu قدام بول فصدقت وهو من الكاذبين وإن كان قميصه قدام دبور فكذبت وهو من الصادقين. When Allah was talking about the woman, Allah puts telling the truth first and He put the and uh, the liar at the end. Okay. But when it came to Yusuf, which is وإن كان قميصه, if the shirt of Yusuf is ripped from the back. فَكَذَبَتْ شِي لَيْدْ وَهُوَ مِنَ الصَّادِقِينَ And he's from the, from the truthful ones. Does anyone know why that, that was done? In that way. I'll make that homework for you, inshallah ta'ala. Let me just mention the fawaid. If you guys can get that, bi'inillahi kareem. The other benefit that we take from it is um. The benefit that the Aziz taught us, the Aziz taught us something very beneficial. And I think inshallah ta'ala is a very important thing, which is when do you tell a person to just turn a blind eye after you give them their rights, after you tell them that you're innocent and you're not guilty. A lot of the parents, what they do to their children is they say to the child, just forgive them, just forgive them, just forgive them. But who's right and who's wrong? And then I'll forgive, no problem. And I need to know, am I right or am I wrong? First, he gave the verdict and he said to uh, Yusuf السلام, that they, the, this is planning and plotting from the women's side. She, did, she was the one who did it. She's guilty. You're innocent. Then and after then, he said to him, Yusuf, Yusuf, turn away from this. And it's very important, brothers and sisters, because this now brings about harmony between people now. Okay, but if always there's one child in the family, he doesn't like to retaliate, so he's always told to forgive. He'll start living, he'll start having some things to his siblings, he'll start having some things to his brothers and sisters. Okay, no, judge, you're right, you're wrong. Now, what do you want to do? You want to, and by the way, yeah, and in Islam, the person has the choice to forgive and the choice to retaliate, they have that choice, but of course, you do encourage the person to forgive. But you don't take away from them their rights to retaliate if they want to. Okay? You don't. That is their right if they want to. It is their rights. That's how things will work out and people will unite and the hearts of the people will become clean for one another if that is done. But someone is oppressed and you tell the oppressed, you say to the oppressed one, you say to the oppressed one, 
be يعني, be patient ignore it okay and yeah the oppressor is, is oppressing another person is oppressing another person that is going to be a problem okay the sharia doesn't say that okay and i'm talking about of course personal levels the issue of the rulers is different okay i'm going to stop there inshallah ta'ala I'm going to stop there. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is leave from me. Shaitan and Allah and His Messenger are both free from it. Subhanakallah wa bihamdi. Ashadu wa la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayhi. Ustad, is the tafsir worthy to be taken as Islamic evidences as it is only the opinions of scholars and not prophetic sayings or Quranic revelations? Yeah, I mean, if the Sahabas agree on a matter, yeah, it's proof. If they all agree on a view. Sometimes there are differences in an ayah, it's just differences in terms of the cup is half full or the cup is half empty. I and mean, they, they're just saying, uh, tom, you know, potato, what's it called, tomato, tomato, you know, it's not really a solid difference, okay? The difference here is just, any khilaf tanawur. So then there is one view in the issue. And so then it becomes a, a proof, of course, it's an evidence now. Also, the views of those Salaf and the pious predecessors in regards to these ayats gives us an understanding of what the verse is because they were the eyewitnesses. They were the eyewitnesses of when these verses came down, what it could possibly mean. Especially the Sahabas who were not taken from the Isra'iliyat. We could say that their interpretation of some of the verses is actually taken from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The brother asked, is it permissible for someone to use the Quran in your normal day-to-day -day discussions? It's fine as long as the person doesn't overdo it. Any, they mention stories of yani, a woman who for 40 years she didn't speak anything other than the Quran things like that will say no 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 Sahabas didn't do that so yani, this is not like in to use it yani, here or there uh, it's fine it's no problem it's actually a sometimes it can be a tafsir for the people to know the meaning of the verse okay if it's used in the right place then it can be a tafsir for for it an explanation for people uh, for, for, for them yani uh, yeah, and you ask a brother, Akhi, help me in something, and you say, You get that ayah, or uh, things like that, then that's fine, inshallah. Uh, Muhammad al Amin Shankiyatiyu was, was really known for, for, for such a thing. Whenever someone spoke to him with a verse of the Quran, Muhammad al Amin Shankiyatiyu, they said his response was the Quran. Uh, that's how he was. Uh, there was a man who came to him one day he bought him food Muhammad Amin they said he bought him food and when he bought him uh, food the man said I think the ayah was uh, the man he bought the ayah and he said something like that when he bought the food to Muhammad Amin Muhammad Amin was lying down and he looked at the man and he said <laughs> yeah, he, he responded with another ayah. So things like that that was that's mentioned 
uh, from some of the scholars, uh, situations like that. Hey, now. Okay, hey, inshallah ta'ala. Barakallahu feekum, brothers and sisters. May Allah grant you Jannatul Firdaus, all of you. Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi